Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. This is Below Deck's Captain Lee. Listen to my new podcast, Salty, with Captain Lee. Um, don't you mean our podcast? Uh, yeah, I guess I do. Anyhow, listen to Salty with Captain Lee, co-hosted by my assistant, Sam. And we will be talking about the latest pop culture news and all the gossip every week. So does this mean we have to talk by ourselves, about ourselves, or can we at least have some guests on? I don't know, I find myself pretty interesting, but yeah, we can have some guests on, some of our reality TV friends, and some stars. Works for me. Listen to Salty now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Corolla and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Yeah, get it on, get, get on it. Doctor's board for physician, just for the lives of specialists. Yeah, man. What's going on? How you feeling? I got a cold. Mm-hmm. Had it for uh, a while. Uh, Never heard your breathing before, but feel, I can hear your breathing across feel, the okay. room. Yeah, and I thought, hmm, maybe we had to use an inhaler. Maybe that would be helpful too. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I got mucus. You, you know do. What I mean? Yeah, you do. I do. Then um, a little fatigued, you know. But what are you gonna do? Good times. Yeah, yeah. I don't really have. You know, I I used to have jobs where you could just sort of call in sick but i don't really have those uh, kind of jobs anymore and uh kind of forces you to soldier on it's interesting i you know there's there's so much emphasis for physicians not to work when sick which is contrary to how i was trained which was shut up just show up wear a mask if you have to yeah well they do that with students too yeah. if the kid has the sniffles you know stay home yeah. everyone but that's a new thing that's a new deal yeah, it's, it's yeah safety 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 remember it's well safety, it, it's safety yeah safety of others mm-hmm. you know it's a lot of whatever others i i i don't subscribe much to it um I mean, I get where their head is at, but there's, there's, it's all narcissism. It's just, I, if you're sick, I, and, and you work for me and you're sick, I would prefer you show up. That's well, there, the way I, there, I there was a, um, I don't, do you know that John Campbell, that uh, British nurse, PhD educator, yeah. who, who has been, um, you know, raising questions, just asking questions about why questions aren't being asked, essentially. And he had a pathologist on a couple of days ago. And she was really interesting. She, um, I'm going to interview her in a couple of weeks, but she she chronicled the history of 
this notion of masking and six feet. Turns out it goes all the way back to like Madame Curie. It goes back to when people were trying to develop the germ theory. Yeah. There was a politicized movement that, no, you're just wrong. You can smell the infection. It's this, what do they call it? Miasma. And you, you can smell it and it's airborne. And the people that were pushing so hard on the airborne nature of infectious disease and skipping the body fluid part, which is very important, mm -hmm. they literally shamed everybody once it flipped. So you yeah. weren't allowed to contemplate well, that things were airborne. Though, yeah. so, okay, first off, I was thinking about uh, starve a fever and feed a cold. Right, you know, right. somebody told me, "Oh, you got a cold?" Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah," and they're like, "You got to eat." And I'm like, no, I, "I don't think that's a thing." Right. Somebody said it. Right? Oh no, no, starve a fever, feed a cold, and it's like, all right, I'll I'll carb load, <laughs> and that'll do what? That'll make it go away. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're generally – I think your body performs a little better in generally when you deprive it of food. I, I Well, that's, I think, there are people that definitely feel that. In fact, there are, there are people experimenting with cancer treatments with heavy-duty fasting. Yeah, I, I believe we eat too early and too often. And oh. remember that stupid thing – Remember the other thing, uh, you know, it's 20 years old now. So no, no, no. What you need is a bunch of very small meals yes. all through the yes, day. Yes. You have to just essentially snack. Well, but then, but remember, then it was also, and make sure there's lots of pasta in each of those meals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't eat that steak. Yeah. Before oh, you no, no, no. Fa oh, my God. Fat. You got a oh, carb geez. load before the big game, you know? Yes. Um, in general, you're better off. By just eating less. Your body will yeah. perform better. You'll, yeah. Your mind will be better. Everything will be better just with less. Yes. Number, number one. Number two, you don't need nearly what you think you need because what the fuck are you doing? I, I try to tell people all the time. You get in your car. You drive to work. You fucking get to work and you sit down. I'm like, what are you – why – what what is this fuel? Yeah. You, you act like you're a fucking steam locomotive and you're shoveling coal into the burner. But – no, you're not moving down the tracks. Yep. You're just sitting in the station. Yep. Like you go from one air conditioned environment to the next air conditioned environment and you sit down. Yep. So I do not subscribe to the fact that I have to fuel myself all the time. What is it exactly that I'm doing? Yep. You know, I'm not a professional mover. You know, I'm not going inside some panel van and moving boxes of books like to the second floor of the library like all day. I'm walking around and essentially sitting. Yeah. And then I walk some more and then I sit. Mm -hmm. So, A, don't know what the fuel is for. B, do a, I've been doing a little bit of fasting. And you don't feel any different in 24 hours of not eating than you did before. You better, really don't. Better. It, better. It's mostly psychological. Yeah. I, I would say to anyone, I would, I would, I would take the same – Vodka challenge that I offered your wife. They go, because people have gone batshit crazy, and they're all like, oh, no, I I drink Stoli. You know, I know what I you, – you don't know the difference between any vodka. Here's the challenge. I would – I will ask you how you feel the morning uh, after a 24-hour fast uh, versus a, a day of regular eating – and if you do not know that knowledge, if I, I hide it, just like I would hide the vodka labels, 
you can't tell me which day you fasted on and which day you had regular eating patterns. Right. You will not feel any different. Yeah. You will not know yeah. the difference. And you probably won't even be more hungry on the day of the fast in the morning than you would on a regular eating day where you ate a big meal the night before. Intermittent fasting controls my appetite. Yeah. It, it downregulates the appetite. Yes. All I'm right. not so, I'm not at the I'm not disturbed by this constant like I'm hungry, there's, I'm hungry, there's I'm that. Uh, then there is the concept of evading and avoiding germs and whatever society has to offer. Um, I reject it. I've always rejected it. First off, it's bad for you. Yep. Secondly, it's not doable. You think you're going to run serpentine to the mailbox and avoid COVID or the flu or whatever. This whole thing of I'm going to get away from something that is invisible, airborne, and abundant is a false premise if, in fact, you live in this society. Now, if you're a group of in, indigenous peoples and you live amongst yourselves and uh, some Westerner gets off a boat and he has smallpox, that's a different situation. If that person then walks into your tribe, something may happen. But what we're talking about in our society and in, in this metropolitan society we live in where we take airport shuttles and crowded flights and live amongst our neighbors and go to work with coworkers, not avoidable. So good news, I don't try. That everyone else as well, I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pull my shirt up over my head before I and I'm not gonna breathe, you know, like yeah. you know, our great uh Garcetti, our great mayor of Los oh, Angeles, who he would take he would go to SoFi Stadium, he would he would not have his mask up, he would take pictures with Magic Johnson, but he he wouldn't breathe. He would hold his breath, you know. <laughs> so this asshole. is he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Well, I mean the, just the fact that they float shit like that out yeah. there. It, it means they almost have contempt for their constituency. Well, like, I mean, it's insulting. Well, you, you now know you're saying? you're on to something there. So let me two points. One is that the, this pathologist was doing a lot of research and showing that sixty feet is a more reasonable yes. distance for these aerosolized, aerosolized viruses. And in fact, that sixty feet may be a gross underestimation in terms of how long it sticks around and how what floats. She was quoting things showing up in Antarctica and stuff, and it's like, whoa, this thing was getting around lots of different ways than yes. just sitting across from somebody, yes. number one. But number yes. two, this issue of contempt, I think it's a hot-button issue right now. I think people, I, I, you, people are not articulating it, but I think they're feeling it. I think they feel that businesses contempt have contempt for them that that their employer has contempt for them that the government has contempt for them it, it, it's just a general a thing where people now have kind of a motivation to to deploy to go to go towards businesses that like them and want yes. to serve them and government officials that have respect for the populace it's weird it, it's a very odd time when i think you're right i don't think they understand that feeling of contempt that people are sick of. They're sick of it. Well, I mean, we can always hearken back on a few watershed moments like whatever the douche around SoFi was explaining. Yes. The, you know, don't you eat your there watching you. 
don't nurse that bucket of popcorn. That was contempt. We yeah. see you. Yeah, we're watching. Well, we're it, first off, you're, you're, and you're asking us to pay $80 for parking and $200 for a ticket to come into your stadium to watch an event, and you're wagging your finger at us the whole time, and you're selling the popcorn. <laughs> Fucking idiots, don't sell the popcorn. If you're worried no. about... But, of course, you don't want to cut into concessions. Right. There's big profit. I mean, a big bucket of popcorn probably costs them 69 cents with oh. all the fake, you know, fake butter, yeah. seed oil, you know, oh. on, <laughs> on, with the orange dye number seven Vegetable in it. Oil. Just covered in that horrible oil. Probably cost them 50 cents. They charge $11. That's a pretty good markup for the stadium coffers. So they're not going to cease to sell it, but they are going to sell it and then show contempt toward you. Yeah, for, ride over you with authoritarian uh, uh, sort <laughs> We're of... We're going to mask up in between bites of popcorn. Are you fucking guys nuts? And what is up with people? We should play that I, again, just because that I, guy I, needs I, to be shamed, 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 and made fun of. I, I, I have... Can we do it? I have some contacts at the stadium. Uh-huh. They uh, work for that guy. Uh-huh. They hate him. Uh-huh. And... Uh, Every time I call him a douche, they love it. <laughs> He's a fucking asshole. And by but the way, really, like, should be like punished for what he. Everybody did. should be punished for what they. Not what I mean they put did. in jail or something, but he should be like like chain pulled in he some way. He should be made like, janitor over there at that fucking stadium. Uh, yeah, we'll find that that clip. Oh it's, yeah, uh, there he is. Oh. It's great. First, you got the woman of color wearing the mask outdoors, which yeah. is always awesome. All right. Protocols include a mandatory mask requirement in the stadium for everyone to and hold on. Years pause of there. He's wearing a gator. <laughs> he has, I missed that. He has a. I missed it too because it kind of looks like a dicky or a turtleneck yeah, I thought it was a or sweater. Yeah, I thought it was a sweater. Russ Simic. Simmons. Simmons. Oh, Simmons. Oh, sorry, it was cut off. Yeah. A mandatory mask requirement in the stadium for everyone to and one M years ago. Oh, older, sorry. Regardless. Hold on. We paused it right where it cut yeah. his I, O yes. and turned it into a C. Yes, yes. And we paused it right yeah, there. That's yeah. why I couldn't pronounce the word Simmons if you're listening. Russ Simmons, number one douchebag of SoFi <laughs> Stadium, who's wearing a useless piece of cloth yeah. around his neck, a gator, yeah. is his mask outdoors yeah is going to lecture us on virology here we go very mask requirement in the stadium for everyone two and years of older regardless of their vaccination Dude. status are required to wear a face covering in the stadium and the tailgate areas except while actively eating and drinking and that doesn't mean buy a bucket of popcorn and eat it for two hours actively eating and drinking Stop we are it. on to you oh we're on to you Stop the staff it. is on hand uh, to right. remind thanks people. russ thanks number one douchebag of sofi wear a mask all right and it's a surgical by the way mask. surgical mask outside you know it's not wearing a mask uh, all the illegals selling Modelo beers out front of the stadium. Right. Totally unregulated selling alcohol. Yeah. On the grounds of the stadium. The, but no problema. Th- there was there was a lot of subtle things in that thing. Yeah. He he sort of in as he's expressing contempt, he's like, "Look how clever I am. We see you. I'm so clever. You can't get away with me." So his, it was a weird kind of. All right. So we have evil. Scientist. We have a guy standing outside without a mask, mm-hmm. 
With a gator. He, he's got the gator, the piece of cloth around his neck. That we know does may actually may make things worse. Actually may sp- push the virus out with greater speed and a greater distance. Lecturing us about what goes on inside the stadium that he oversees, uh, where he will be sold. By the way, there's no fun size anything at that stadium. The popcorns come in a windsock. Like they literally... Four feet long. Uh, drinks are all 16 ounces and above. If you buy beer, they're all tall boys. So if you're sitting there drinking a tall boy beer and you have a tub of popcorn between your legs, that's good for three quarters. Yes. Like, wh- where are you going? You're going to shotgun the popcorn, shotgun the beer, and then pull the mask back up so yeah. douchebag Russ yeah. doesn't have a problem with it. He's saying something completely logical. It's insane. And he's doing it in a fascistic, douchey way. Well, this is the other thing. And we listen to these people. This is, And the then I thing. told everyone, don't listen to these people. And then they yelled at me. You used another important word here. And I caught this fucking douche day one when he when did it happened. this. When it yes, happened. Yes, this should be on a fucking loop <laughs> out there. So, And so, here's the whole deal. I don't... I don't need Russ punished. I just need us to never listen to him again and about anything. I need us to make fun of him. Yes, we well, need to we're make making fun. Of him. We need we need yeah. to humiliate and to to mock because they, they they need to think about this next time they want to do something like this. Yeah, but uh, you use the word fascistic. That is a really important term. Yeah, because what people remember, we just went through two years or multiple years of it's fascism. It's fascism. Fascism oh, with Trump, you mean? Well, or I, I, it seemed to or go everything. well after Trump, I, yeah. you know. But <coughs> but the the term fascism is specifically describing a government corporate union. Yeah, which is exactly what we saw with the government doing with Twitter. It's exactly yes. what we see with Russ Simmons. Yes, it's just it's it is literally by the book definition. Fascistic, yes, and, and we all right, and, and we shouldn't have listened. But those were the people yelling fascism at the same time. Uh, everything is projection. Everything. It's all the upside down. We are weirdly in the upside down. But first, before we go further into the upside down, let's hear from our friends at Angie. Homeowners, you know how much work it takes to maintain that home, whether it's everyday maintenance or repairs, or just taking on a dream project in addition to your home. It can be hard to even know where to start. All you need is Angie, your home for everything home. Find a skilled local pro who will deliver quality and expertise. Over 20 years of home service experience, bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest. Nothing could be better. It's so confusing, particularly for people like me that are, let's just say we're, I'm a little challenged. Take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Download the free Angie mobile app today. Or visit Angie.com. Again, that is Angie, A-N-G-I dot com. Yes, I, I think everything's projection. Now, I, well, I hear, because, I well, hear it, Newsom it, talking about freedom a lot. Oh. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Fantastic. All he talks about is freedom. Oh. You know, come to California. By the way, what part of freedom is wild over regulation if you're trying to run a business or right. start a business? Right. Does that feel like freedom to anybody? Go fill out this form, write this person a check, go stand in line, fill out another form, write this person a check. Does that feel like freedom? I would like to start a business. I mean, you could argue in the United States, the ultimate freedom 
is being an entrepreneur, just going, I, I want to start my own business. That's nearly impossible in California. Yes. But that's, but freedom. What kind of freedom does he speak of? Well, his his freedom is the freedom to love. You can love who <laughs> no, you want to love. Freedom for good vibes. He just says you can, you're free to love who you want to love in 2024. Well, Thanks. speaking of freedom, did you see that USC professor that uh, said essentially – that uh, I don't care if they kill all the Hamas terrorists. And he got just destroyed by students coming after him violently, I understand, uh, who claimed he was saying kill all Palestinians. Yeah. He was put on leave, yeah. and there will now be a giant lawsuit. Yes. And, and that's the kind of thing that's going to have to happen to square the institutions, I think. Yes, uh, they're going to have to like feel it in some way. And that's like, I talked to Garagos yesterday, like I said, I interviewed him on my streaming show and that's kind of what he was saying. Like things are going to, there's going to be some action. Yes. And uh, he, he's, he's looking forward to it. The other thing he said, interesting, you might, this is off topic a little bit, but he said uh, he listened to the entire um, presentation to the, I guess it was the court of appeals in the Washington district uh-huh. uh, about Trump's gag order and he said it was nothing, guess what, nothing like the way the re- re- news reported it. Yes. Shocking. And that he said uh, Trump's attorney was sort of brilliant and did an amazing job uh, really calling it at issue with this with this thing. And Mark is one of these guys that he he is shocked about the upside down. Yes. He is really shocked about it. He's like, wait a minute. I used to fight against these assholes and now they're the ones fighting me? Yes. Well, it proves the point that too many folks are just for their side. Mark's intellectually honest, you know, Bill Maher. There's many people. The rest are just claim to have these principles. And Mm. then when their side does it, they're all in. Yeah. And don't point it out and don't say anything about it and support it and cheer it on. Like you said, your mom would support the FBI and Big Pharma now, which is what? Yes. And is there is there anything from Big Pharma to FBI to any of these subjects du jour that is not turned out to be basically what we thought it was going to be? Oh, not we. I mean, we, but not what people thought it was going to be. But I mean. You know, just you, you hear something, you just take January 6th and you just immediately go, okay, what are they going to say? What's it going to be? What are they going to say? What's it going to be? Or, yeah. you know, George Floyd, any of it, Hunter Biden's laptop, didn't it? It's all Fauci, COVID, lab leaks, wet markets. It, is, isn't it all just going that way? Yeah, it's all fabricated. It's, it's, it's well, it's, what you, I mean you go is with, you go with a certain thing and that becomes real. That's it. Whatever the certain thing is. Yeah. Every yeah. mainstream media narrative of the last five years has been wrong. If you really think about it. Yeah. And or sort of skewed or morphed into something like every if you take the five biggest topics of the last five years Maybe you start with Russian collusion and steel dossier, and there's a tape. There's a pee-pee tape. You, you know what I mean? Okay. Uh, you, you roll it all the way through COVID or 
George Floyd or, you know, whatever, Kyle Rittenhouse or whatever, whatever the story is, whatever the theme is, Hunter Biden's laptop, whatever it is, they've been wrong and not wrong sort of around the edges. You know what I mean? Because there's always wrong around the edges. They've been flat out fucking wrong about all of it. I don't think that's aware the of it. part that's I, bizarre to well, me. I, that that part isn't as bizarre as if you were to talk to some of these people that reported it, they would be sort of confused. Do you remember what a big deal the Jim Eagle was over there with Jim Crow 2.0 in Atlanta? I mean, Major League Baseball picked up the All Star Game and moved it out of Atlanta. Yeah. That's how big a deal it was. Mm-hmm. Okay, what happened? Uh, record rates of black turnout in the vote in voting, and two years later, there's nothing. They're moving the All Star Game back there. No one says anything. Mm. What happened to Jim Crow? Mm. What happened to Jim Eagle? What? What? Where is it? What? What happened? CNN? What? What did they do? Did they modify these rules and whatever? What? How? How did this happen? Gotta be so. Was it? And by the way. Was it ever a thing? Did you well, think it was a thing? Here's what I'm saying. I've said this a million times. Sorry. I have things that I feel strongly about. I fucking hate red turn arrows. I talk about every 10 minutes. It drives me nuts. I've not stopped bringing it up for 25 years. Mm. Jim Crow 2.0 in Georgia. Biden, what happened? It's still a big deal? Are you concerned? Major League Baseball, why are you moving... Your all-star game back to Atlanta with with all the Jim Crow. Do you care? CNN, how about an update? What's going on with Ivermectin? Update us. I don't think they ever, they they don't care to begin with. That's the the part that people don't get. Joe Rogan's taking a horse base. They don't care. Rolling Stone doesn't care. CNN doesn't care. Joe Biden doesn't. They don't care in the first place. That's the crazy part. But they do care enough to scream about this stuff in the moment. No, oh, no, they don't. For what but it they does, don't care. Them. They yeah. they make they use it. They use it exactly. to, to get something. But somebody's got to. I would love a montage. Just of dumbos. Please. Just watch that shit and go. Oh my god, what's going on in Georgia? Somebody, please take a montage of this. It could be so brilliant. Oh, you know there's I mean? many montages oh. of these people just being wrong over and over and over again. Are you I don't kidding? know. I feel like that could be a like a little like a three minute reel could really. I've seen it with the COVID. Like, if one's not safe, nobody's safe. Oh my god, that was the crazy. I, I want to play that over and over again just so we can mock and shame them. All right, let me uh, tell you about my friend Jordan Harbinger. You're about to hear a preview of The Jordan Harbinger Show with Ishmael Bea, who at the age of 13 was forced to become a child soldier. The first day that we went to war, uh, I think it was the most terrifying thing that ever happened to me just on the way there. There was an ambush and then we started exchanging fire and there was a kid that when we were training had looked up to me, he was next to me and there was an explosion and his body flew and he was scared. There was blood all over my face and everything and I just lost it. And I started shooting, shooting to kill. When you go and take out another life and dehumanize it, in reverse, you dehumanize yourself, your own spirit, your own being. And it takes a lot of undoing. I was once a kid who loved hip hop, run DMC, LL Cool J, learned Shakespeare, wanted to be an economist. And then I became a soldier. 
To hear about life in a war zone where he fought for three years before being rescued by UNICEF, check out episode 622 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. Yeah, weird times. Yeah. But it's really the populace who's at fault. They're they're at fault. They look, they go, look, we didn't look. I would say I would tell the populace the same thing I told the guy from the doctors, you know, when I was telling them, yeah. uh, you shut the beach. I, we didn't know. Yeah. You didn't know. Why didn't you know? Yeah. The information's out there. Yeah. What do you mean you didn't know? Go find the fucking information. And well, I would say that to everyone who's listening. But but. <laughs> Sorry, the, we didn't know. We didn't know. No, no, okay, no. okay, don't sit and watch CNN lie all day. Go fucking find some information. Well, the one thing I'm hearing pe- honest people say lately is, well, I was scared. Like, okay. Okay, be scared alone and I, shut the fuck up. Not only That's that, what I would say you to were you, scared. Cowards. I would say, you better fucking, you, some of these people are doctors and politicians, and you were scared and you allowed that to dictate your cognition and policymaking. Ugh. You need to fucking think about that because scary shit happens and you're supposed to be leading us and making good decisions. Fear should not be your sole motivator. That, that to me is, I think that's a really serious thing people need to be thinking about. Oh I mean, my God, yes. Fear. I know, so motivated. There's fear and denial of biological reality. I'm not. I'm, I, I, that's all I narcissism. It's all Narci- narcissism. Yeah. Fear is narcissism. Yes, it's one. It's the because purest, it's me. It's me. It's me. Fear is the purest form of narcissism. I, re- I really think it's the purest form. Mm-hmm. It's me. It's yeah. me. That's yeah. That, it, it. Fear when you, you know, if you could dehydrate, uh, you know. Sorry. If you put it, I'm trying to think of the words, not dehydrate, but when you, you know, when you make dried fruit, you right. know, you you just take a big plum. Yeah, you take it down to its core. You just take it yeah. down to its core. Yeah. That's narcissism. Yeah. That's yeah. what fear is. Yeah. You don't get called a narcissist, but I always think of you as a narcissist, and that's why... I've always had a big problem with fearful people. Mm. I think of them as narcissists. Well, cowering with scared. fear for sure. Cowering with fear. Like again, back to this this interview I saw with this pathologist. She admitted she goes, "I was scared." I was. She goes, "Like everybody, I was scared." I thought I wasn't scared, but okay, you were scared like everybody. And then she said, "And then I thought about it." It's like mm-hmm. that's the job. Right. I'm okay if you get scared. That's okay. You can have a reaction and then stop and do your job. Right. Yes. Well, no. what do heroes say when they go into the fire? And they they don't say I I was scared shitless and I just you know, I, I right. could I had to overcome. No, they went. It's my job. I did it. I. It's just. It's not about me. It's about doing my job. It's yes. the opposite of narcissism. No, I I I agree, and I I don't think it's a coincidence that we're calling everyone heroes. Oh, these days yeah. while we're cowering with fear in the grips of fear. I think it's more projection. Yeah, because everyone wants to more feel like a hero while they're, ca- de- ca- uh, they're caving to their narcissism. School teachers yeah. are heroes, yeah. you know, staying at home yep. for a year. Yeah. Uh, all the nurses are heroes. Like all, all that we've done a lot of, by the way, it's not just that it's like, Oh, this 15 year old girl with multiple piercings. She's a rock star. She's a hero. She's out there telling, you know, believe me, it's something I've been thinking about. The use and the sort of destruction of the word hero. Mm. 
the destruction of the word hero in while commensurate with people becoming cowards is more projection. Well, let me just uh, just say that hero at its core should be selflessness. Yes. And you are not pointing at selfless people when you're calling them heroes. Right. Yes. It is. uh, It's an interesting time. Uh, People should wake up a little bit. I hope. Um, People need to be made fun of like Russ Simmons. We we have to do that. Seriously. We we, we have an obligation. Like we have a, all of us. Everyone needs to do that. And uh, they should not, by by the way, when when CNN, you know, the next time Anderson Cooper has some idea about something or Wolf Blitzer wants to let you in on some breaking news, uh, have one eyebrow raised and your arms folded Hmm. because it's probably not, what they said it was. Sure. Now, if it has something to do, you know, if there's an earthquake in Ecuador, fine. Yeah. But if it has anything political attached to yeah. it at all, do not listen yeah. to them. Yeah. Anything. Anything. Think about every single major race-based story that has come down the pike in the last five years. I've been wrong. All of them have been wrong. So Newsom uh, hired a guy out of prison. He had... He- <laughs> He killed, he rendered a girl paraplegic or quadriplegic, and yeah. he shot at six people, and he had a 140-year sentence, and he served eight years, then Newsom hired him out. Did you hear about this guy? No. Nah. And uh, somebody said, hey, man, we have a new pipeline. It's prison to, to Sacramento, prison to job pipeline. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to be in Las Vegas at Jimmy Kimmel's club. Uh, that'll be Thursday. Then Rancho Mirage, Agua Caliente Casino. Oh, wow. Yeah. Two shows. First show sold out, but we added a second show, so you can come on out. That's December 16th. What do you got, Drew? Uh, DrDrew.com for us. Check out After Dark. And don't forget the streaming show Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 3 o'clock Pacific time on DrDrew.tv. Get it at DrDrew.com as well. So, until next time, Adam Kroll for Dr. Say It. Mahalo. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy Christmas classics like Scrooge with Bill Murray or Last Holiday with Queen Latifah. Plus, dive into festive channels like holiday movie favorites by Lifetime or Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never.